0: So, Skylar, cue the catchy music. Catchy
1: music, go. Welcome to the Lunch Pill Boys. I'm one of the hosts, T.J. Harkness, along with... Skylar, there is no Dana, only Zool Mm. would.
2: A.K.A. fuck me in the ass, God Jesus.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Also with
1: (laughs) splurting, that's not my finger in my pocket, or my shoe, Burton.
2: Wait, is my finger in my pocket, or in my shoe, or is my shoe in my pocket?
1: It's probably your shoe in your pocket.
2: I got one shoe in my
1: pocket. <laughs> I forgot to put my damn pants on. Hmm.
2: Well, if you never put them on for the, like to start your day, you don't have to worry about it.
1: You know what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jake's you, dead.
0: Again, no. again, <laughs> he again. Didn't die, I, <laughs>
1: so Jake actually went on to greener pastures. Uh, Jake realized there's a huge <clears throat> calling for Bigfoot-like creatures and porn. <laughs> so Jake packed up his pubic covered body and moved out to
0: l a yep I think mm-hmm. um I think he's working on his first film too uh something something like uh you know Sasquatch delivering a package or something I don't know mm. is this a pizza ah! it's great uh, Cause like Sasquatch moves to the big city uh you know to get a job and he finds his uh, calling as a postal worker.
2: Oh, so it's like a Harry meet the, meets the Hendersons sequel?
0: Yeah, but a lot of butt fucking.
1: Well, as I say, it's more like Harry nice. fucks the Hendersons. <laughs> 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 oh, God, John Lithgow! I'm sorry. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite actors. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that dude's awesome.
2: Uh, so when does that movie come out? Because I need to go ahead and Put that for save. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really going high up in my spank bank.
2: Ugh. I mean, that's I've like, jerked off to Jake so many times already, so oh, it doesn't geez. matter.
1: <laughs> I'd say that's more like my spank 401k. Oh.
2: i was keeping keep an eye on it for uh, it to show up on Jake's OnlyFans.
1: Well, he's shutting that down, he said. But, oh, yeah, he, he sent me a card, and it was a picture of him spreading his legs. <laughs> But it was so covered with hair that, you know, it was like he was wearing a wig down there.
2: Nice. Mm. We're going to have to uh, set Skylar up with an OnlyFans. It could be like Hobbit feet. Ooh. 69.
0: 69. Mm. They do, like, do you like gross feet? Then you're going <laughs> to love me.
1: <laughs> Wait, hairy feet don't mean you're gross. I've got hairy feet.
0: I, I didn't, It wasn't referring necessarily to the hair.
1: I didn't, really wanna, like, I didn't
0: really want to. I really want to go into the details because I want people <laughs> to go to my OnlyFans. <laughs> so it was kind of Can't a. Can't spoil it. It's yeah. a teaser. Yeah, you got to pay for that privilege.
1: I still haven't started my OnlyFans. I yeah,
0: was you. dead set on it. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm gonna get paid like twenty eight dollars a month because people are gonna want to look at my feet.
2: TJ, we should link up and we could like take pictures with our bellies together and we can like pour milk in between our bellies and <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
1: Dude, they're gonna see a morbidly obese guy and me, and then you, who Wait, vastly, what? you know. <laughs> they're gonna. Be Did like, you just say guy,
2: they're gonna see a morbidly obese guy and then me and then you?
1: No, I said me, <laughs> like me. You know, I'm the. Uh, I'm the chunk of man over here. Love oh, me.
0: whatever. You're a all whole, sexy, a whole big chunk, of man
2: mm. meat. And you're like not the all in my
0: pants. Oh.
2: You're the biscuits, and on uh. the gravy. Mm.
1: God, that makes me hungry a little bit
2: And Skylar is the sausage
1: I'm thinking about asking June to go to Bob Evans <laughs> And get me some biscuits and gravy
0: uh, that Sounds awesome
1: Uh, Oh yeah, sorry about last week And uh, the pause in the episodes
0: Uh, we Yes There was a furious uproar that we missed a week
1: <laughs> I got Three <laughs> emails
0: From
2: bullshit
0: <laughs> From you
1: I was, yes, I was about to say that before Burton said, bullshit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. But <laughs> no, uh, we, uh, Skyler being the man was busy oh. as shit, and then Burton being pregnant was busy.
2: Motherfucker, you were the reason why we didn't do it, I thought.
1: No. Uh, I think it was all of us. Well, it
0: was a little bit of a collective.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure you were like, oh, my balls hurt, and I gotta, I got jungle rot on my nuts and I gotta go to sleep
1: what the hell's jungle rot on your nuts
2: <sighs> or poison ivy or whatever oh
0: that's right that was a
1: horrible fucking case of poison yeah. ivy all over your cock and balls <laughs> oh my no dude that went back to my tank too yeah. that's yeah. what
2: happens when you jerk off in
1: the backyard <laughs> <laughs> oh I was picking weeds and then went and pissed uh huh don't wipe up with the leaves. <laughs>
2: uh, TJ don't. finished and was like, oh, I need to clean up and just grab the first leafy seam. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't mind it being poison ivy. Uh,
2: you know, uh, you'd think the semen would neutralize that, but I guess not.
1: I don't know. I just <laughs> know. Apparently I not. I woke up in the middle of the night scratching my balls like oh. a madman.
2: Did, uh, did June end up with anything and then come after you thinking oh. she had like herpes or anything?
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> nope. There was it was a non-coital weekend. Ah. <laughs> but oh, despite anyways. me having <laughs> a large thing of poison ivy on my gash. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought you were gonna
2: go back into your uh, your penis. Like I had so much poison ivy because it it covered my entire penis, and we all know how that is. <laughs>
1: you know what? The poison ivy couldn't fit in the monster candy. <laughs>
0: I hear Monster <laughs> would actually clear that probably up if you doused your uh, oh, dick in man. it.
1: Oh, yeah. man. Yep, I'm walking around town with my dick and a bottle of, <laughs> and a cup of Monster, and people are like, what the fuck's he doing?
2: Yeah. Uh, it's refreshing.
1: <laughs> yep, my penis is enjoying every slurp of it.
2: Yeah, and then this is where Monster should sponsor our podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a drink so good... It will quench your dick's
2: thirst. Is your dick thirsty? (laughs) (laughs) Electrolytes is what your dick craves.
1: (laughs) And also Brondo.
2: And Brondo. I watched that movie the other day at work.
1: I fucking love that movie. (laughs) Leave me alone, I'm baiting. That's a common phrase in my life. I know. I say that a lot in church, actually.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, let's talk about Barney and Betty Rubble.
1: Today, we're going to be discussing one of the first, and I would almost say up there with one of the biggest abduction stories, uh, alien abduction, not a fucking Mexican cartel abducting people, (laughs) but an alien (laughs) abduction story ever.
2: Kind of the same thing.
0: (laughs) I don't think anybody's organs were removed in the process of this, so there was some uh, but, I mean, they're, they're there was both alien abductions. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: this story, this this episode, this will be a two-part episode. We're not going to be getting into a man jizzing because the aliens are hitting his, uh, his G-spot. <sighs> huh. We're not? Oh, it's coming up. Nope.
2: Oh. It's coming, though. That's the only reason I'm here, is
1: I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So... I want to start off with explaining sort of the different types of UFO encounters. Uh, The man, J. Allen Hynek, uh, formerly of Project Blue Book, who we've talked about before, he wrote a book in 1972 classifying the types of encounters. The first one is Close Encounters of the First Kind, which is someone simply observes a UFO but leaves no evidence.
0: There's also a second kind. Close Encounters of the Second Kind... Where an UFO (laughs) leaves some form of physical trace. I was thinking about this, like, would this count as like crop circles, theoretically? Or is this just like we observed a UFO in a field and then we came back and there were like burn holes in the grass?
1: I think if you see a UFO doing something, like squatting on the ground pooping or something like that, (laughs) that, you know. I heard that they were going to try to make a Close Encounters of the First Kind movie. Yeah. <laughs> but it was really boring. Yeah. They just seen it hover over. The oh, it, okay. There's just a dot <laughs> flying across the
2: sky. Oh. I think I've seen one.
0: <clears throat> I think that was just a weather balloon.
1: <clears> Honey, <throat> bring them a grilled, and che- grilled cheese.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
1: The third one, as you may have guessed, is Close Encounter of the Third Kind. This is where a person makes contact with a UFO or other life form. Like I don't know if somebody's sex. making contact with a UFO. I don't know if they're like going up and, hey, look at that UFO over there. Let's go butt fuck it.
2: Mm. I mean, they might stroke the UFO. Mm. Mm, come over
0: here, yo. Beautiful, beautiful UFO.
2: Maybe it's a tiny UFO and it falls out of the sky and hits them in the head. They're like, oh, what the fuck? It's hailing. And then they look down. There's like a tiny little spacecraft. A little tiny space people. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that could be a thing. <laughs> yeah. What if it's a
1: disco ball UFO?
2: See? What if that's why there's so many anal probes, because the UFOs are flying straight into your butthole? What? And It's like it's like the magic school bus.
1: Wait, so is it is it like meta UFO encounters? A mm, UFO inside a UFO? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not
0: going to get... we just come
2: up with a new classification? We're not going
0: to get Zuckerberg on us, are we?
2: <laughs> Talking
0: about meta. This is an inception. Okay. <laughs> the inception. Um. Uh. Isn't is isn't there a fourth kind as
1: well? I couldn't find anything. Hal, uh, well, there was Atlantic. a.
0: Well, there's. I mean, probably not in that. But wasn't there the, the fucking mo- the movie? Wasn't it called the Fourth Kind or something like that?
1: Yeah, it had Mia Jovich which she's hot.
0: <laughs> which I think, and I mean, I think if if I remember right, that is uh, where you're actually abducted and taken aboard there, Love Ship, and uh, mm. spun around in a disco room.
1: All of a sudden you start hearing this, yeah. this song, uh... What the fuck's that song? I don't know. Not Love Ship.
0: Love
1: Shack. <laughs> yeah, Love Shack. Love Ship. Love, love shack, shack, baby. That song
2: that Lady Gaga sings? Kiss me,
1: kiss her, kiss me.
0: I don't, I don't know that song. Is I that not I thought I knew more about Lady Gaga, but I've never heard Yeah,
2: that. man, it's the, the Alien song. Mm. Oh. She's an extraterrestrial or something. It's called E.T. or something.
1: You know, I knew a man that had an extraterrestrial one time. Hmm. I have three. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Extra testicle. I didn't mean oh. extraterrestrial. <laughs> My
0: bad. Regardless if fourth kind is uh, a legitimate classification or not, uh, the story we're going to talk about today sort of checks off all three of the boxes and the fourth as well. As was mentioned, we are <clears throat> going to be talking about... Abduction incident often referred to as the hill abduction or the zeta reticuli incident and it is uh, as TJ mentioned noted as one of the most well known if not also the first recorded uh, incident of alien abduction um, I guess in modern time I mean in, in recorded history I guess so um, the incident occurred in September nineteenth, nineteen sixty-one, and there's going to be skeptic. You know, there's skeptics and believers alike, regardless whether you believe it or not. There are some points in the story uh, and what followed after the uh, initial abduction that really makes this story, I think, stick out as also one of maybe the more credible accounts of alien abduction it all starts out with a very extraordinary couple a um, mixed race couple in the 1960s Mrs., Mrs. Betty and Mr. Barney Hill
1: yeah so as Skylar said there's a mixed race couple um, Barney was a black man
2: Speaking of uh, black men, um, sorry, but uh, that song was actually by Katy Perry, not Lady Gaga. And (laughs)
0: that's that's a good segue. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And (laughs) sorry, TJ. I was gonna read some lyrics, but now I can't. Okay.
1: Thank you, young Jamie. (laughs) We appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. So I wasn't telling you he's a black man as a way to label him necessarily, but as a way to sort of give context to Barney's thinking later in this episode and the next episode. I'm not going to get necessarily into the context as of right now, but it will be explained in further detail. As a young man, Barney entered the Army on May tenth, nineteen 1941. It was just seven months before the U.S. involvement in World War II. He left the Army after three years of service when an accident with a grenade caused him to lose his teeth, which (laughs) the Army.
2: (laughs) uh, Time out. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) We need more info on this accident with the grenade that caused him to lose his
0: teeth. Legitimately, the only thing that's mentioned is he had a grenade accident and lost his teeth. That's it.
2: It. I mean, I guess that's pretty fortunate,
0: right? They didn't say if it exploded. Maybe somebody slipped it into his uh, like meal and he took a bite. And yeah, he
2: thought it was an apple?
0: Crunched it. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they paid Or him.
2: maybe somebody threw it at him and forgot to pull the pin
0: <laughs> and hit him in the face.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, but yeah, like not a whole lot was said about it. He was actually discharged 10 days before he his uh, four years of service, I believe he was discharged like 10 days prior to that. The government before they discharged him, they gave him a new set of teeth, dentures. Mm. And then also I was reading somewhere and I didn't document it in here and I can't remember where I read it, but they stated that in his uh, discharge paperwork. It's like it wasn't a dishonorable discharge or anything like that. They actually it stated that he excelled at what he did in the military, which uh, apparently he drove trucks um, for the military, and he did something else.
0: Yeah, I believe his character, like his reputation in the Army was, yeah. I mean, they, everyone thought very highly of, of Barney Hill. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Barney got out. You know, I guess he wasn't tired of working for the government, so <laughs> he went on to working for the United States Postal Service. First working as a carrier in Philadelphia before becoming before getting transferred to Boston. After becoming married
2: Um, Boston
1: The move to Boston Or a welcomed move As it was closer to Where him and Betty Moved to Portsmouth I wonder
2: if I wonder if they know Mark Wahlberg I mean this was
0: Was this 50 Yeah I mean I don't think Mark Wahlberg was How old is Mark Wahlberg? He's like 85 (laughs) 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 He looks pretty fucking good For 85 Damn Marky Mark
2: Yeah, he was born in 1937,
0: so... Okay. Never mind. <laughs> so and Al checks out. Yeah. He's so ageless.
1: He moved closer to Portsmouth. I believe it was only like a 60... Was it a 60-mile trip from Portsmouth to Boston?
0: Yeah. It was uh, like two hours, I think. Uh, it was a four-hour commute round trip. That yeah, I believe made it's pronounced
2: every- Portsmouth.
0: Ports- Ports- uh, <laughs> yes. The mouth yep. of the port is, always, is always open.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> His uh, wife, Betty. Uh, so, uh, and this is, of course, uh, when they were married, this was the, the second marriage. Uh, both were married prior uh, to their in, uh, engagement and marriage. And uh, both had kids, I think, of prior marriages as well. Uh, Betty worked. Uh, as a cashier and hostess and put herself through college at the University of New Hampshire. Um, She was there studying a degree for social work. As I mentioned, her college ambitions were put on hold after marrying her first husband. After the divorce, uh, the land that her house was on was, I think, bought up. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was a government uh, was taking, seizing land in the area and they wanted the house. So she worked out a deal basically to sell the land and then had her home uh, moved uh, to another location and then was able to use the proceeds of her sale to uh, finish her degree eventually landing her job as a social worker and she kind of I think she headed up the social department um, in Portsmouth and Portsmouth
1: so Betty and Barney Hill are both very active in their community um, after becoming married uh, they were active prior to and they felt a responsibility to try to make the world a better place. Both Betty and Barney belong to the local chapter of the NAACP, which they're very active in. Um, they also attended the Unitarian Universalist Church. From what I gathered, Unitarians seem to be very accepting and willing to hear people out. Um, mm. I even heard a story of a, a Bigfoot once spoke at a uh, about the benefits of a non-intervisionist cryptive lifestyle mm. at a Unitarian mm. Church.
0: Wasn't he also Muslim, too? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they also had a <laughs> mothman in Point Pleasant at their Unitarian church speak about the benefits of using clear eyes after smoking pot. Mm.
0: Yes, I do believe. I think that's where Ben, uh, ben Stein drew his inspiration for his uh, very uh, emotional hawking of clear eyes uh, eye drops. I bet man? you can do. Yeah, I don't think that Mothman um, uses clear eyes, though. I mean, have you ever seen a Mothman without red eyes? Just saying.
1: He's just he's regular he's man. Bl- <laughs>
0: he's
2: blazing that shit
1: every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that makes but more When he goes
1: s- to a job. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, that's he true. He can't be. Got a mouthwash. Got a uh, spritz a oh, little God,
2: Moth, guys. Mothman cologne. I haven't told either one of you this, I don't think. Maybe TJ, I don't remember, but I've got a segue real quick. Um, this is a plug, I guess, but uh, I was listening to um, Two Bears, One Cave with Burt Kreiser yeah. and Tom Segura. <laughs> I, I love
0: Burt. It's Bert. awesome.
2: Well, they, they don't really talk about it now, but one of their sponsors, they may still be, but is uh, 3Chi, and they sell Delta 8 um, mm-hmm. edibles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so (laughs) i bought a cookie and a brownie and gummies nice so it says to take a quarter right so i ate a quarter of the gummy nothing happened so the other night i broke out the chocolate chip cookie and i was gonna eat a quarter of it and i was like meh i'm gonna eat three quarters of it yep and i gave my buddy's wife the other quarter um when i tell you that I was in the ne- another world. I mean it. I was so fucked up. Oh, I if believe. You, it. If you guys buy these, <laughs> make sure that you follow the directions. <laughs> <laughs> I. I mean, I have smoked marijuana before and thought I was high, but this Delta Eight shit. I mean, I was fucked up more than I've ever been
1: doing anything. Is that your first time eating?
0: Yeah. Eating it, is it's definitely a different experience it's a whole different it wh- i mean and, and I don't, a new go ahead, go ahead sorry no, no sorry. i was gonna say i i don't know that i mean i know delta eight is a like synthesized cannabinoid uh or something like that right so it's similar properties to right regular thc and i don't i i don't know how it differs but i mean like When you're talking about marijuana edibles and stuff like that, when you metabolize that from eating it, it's completely different. It's a completely different experience. There's literally no limit to how fucking high you can get if you (laughs) eat too much. I, like, have my eyes were,
2: like... felt like they were swelled, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like I don't know man it was it was bad I thought Katie was gonna kill me we went to Walmart <laughs> we went to Walmart oh, to get some stuff oh, me and my buddy oh. uh, and it's you know my local Walmart and so Katie was pissed off because she's like I was just praying that you didn't run into anybody that you knew
0: <laughs> what, Burton? what's going on you look real tired oh my gosh your eyes look so, like they're swollen
2: and they're only like seven bucks for one of these cookies like I spent $22 on a cookie, a brownie, and two gummies. Like, I still have a whole brownie and a whole gummy.
0: So. Um, that's fun.
2: I'm just saying, for the price, it's yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I'm Dude. a little, I'm skeptical of it, but, I mean, from what I hear, it's basically just, uh, uh, yeah, anyway.
2: Uh, I'm here to tell you, man, it was, <laughs> woo!
0: <laughs> Anyways. Body highs just, are awesome. That's why I just had to eight. tell you guys. Alright. I want to say, too, uh, not just a sidebar a little bit, uh, you said Britt Chrysler and i I feel like I'm channeling my inner Burt right now because I'm sitting out here bare-chested, smoking a cigar. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, not as funny. Could, not as funny. I could,
2: though. I could hear the uh,
0: the uh, <laughs> alien Robin going again in the yeah. background, background yeah. a little bit. There was a fucking Robin. I swear to God, he was following me around while I mowed all day. He'd just <laughs> hop around, hop around, and like I'd like like mow toward him, and he'd just kind of hop, kind of in front, of me, like, dude, you gotta get the fuck out of here, man. Dude. Come on, get. And he'd just kind of hop a little out of the way. Dude, all, the,
2: all day. They will fuck you up. Uh, me and Jax were walking around the, the track at the football field two days ago, <laughs> and there were these killdeer. Are you guys familiar oh, with killdeer? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, they had a nest close by. That motherfucker comes nest. sprinting at me, <laughs> and then it would it like puffed all up, and it's like, <laughs> and oh. Jackson's like, what's wrong with it? I was like, I don't know, dude, but if it gets any closer, I'm going to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't leave us alone.
0: Little fucker. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure the Robin that's been following me around was the same one I watched, uh, in the nest grow up. And Mm -hmm. it watched me many nights out my back door pissing. (laughs) So.
1: Mama! (laughs) I thought more of the, more of the stand. I was going to ask if you start here and don't fear the Reaper. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oddly enough, I did. (laughs) Anyway, so.
2: Uh, it's that the re- quite. The, 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 it's the government bird. It's recording <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> Birds aren't real. They are all government drones. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's veer yep. back. Let's veer back onto the road. Um, mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> do, uh, so, some more ad, more facts to add context to the character of Betty and Barney Hill. They were both prominent members in Portsmouth. I'm going to call it Portsmouth from out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I hate you so I don't give bad. a fuck. <laughs> uh, Betty was a, a social worker, Barney, a post, postal employee. They're both government employees. Um, they were a mixed race couple, again, in a time that that was very uncommon. I mean, in some states it was illegal. Uh, I do believe that in Portsmouth, New Hampshire um, <laughs> was, was a fairly liberal or fairly progressive area at the time. So re- really like, and, and people bring up a lot of, um, we'll expound on it later, but uh, that some of the stresses and anxieties that Betty and Barney dealt with were related to their interracial coupling. But really, I think both of them had said that, you know, in their community, in the, in the friends and family around them, they were actually very well accepted at the time. So anyway, sidebar there.
1: And Betty's family loved Barney.
0: Yeah, yeah, they loved everything, you know, the whole I can't remember what her maiden name was, but yeah, their whole family loved Barney. It was they were definitely well liked in the community. Neither of them wanted attention, probably again as a mixed race couple in the '60s. Bringing national attention to them was probably the last thing they wanted.
1: It wasn't like Betty was a looker either, though.
0: Uh, That's no, true. well, they were in their 40s when they got married, and you know, uh, life is tough. I'm thinking so. Yeah, she she had oh. some miles on her. Um, <laughs> At the time <laughs> But yeah I mean They didn't want attention They didn't want the Mar Of uh, Bringing up That they were abducted By aliens and, and, and how it would affect them And their social standings In the area
1: Yeah Yep The incident started With the Hills They were heading out On a Honeymoon So they got married I believe Sometime before that And initially barney was um driving out to portsmouth to see betty it was like maybe 10 months beforehand yeah and then he was transferred but when he was transferred and he was setting settling into his job betty was doing her thing yanking kids and you know all that (laughs) fun stuff that social workers do yeah life
0: life kind of got in the way of them enjoying their post-nuptial yeah festivities I I mean I also heard too I I mean I'm sure it was a bit of a late honeymoon but I mean at the time again I mean you'll hear this throughout the story Barney you know I I believe at the time had developed started to develop an ulcer was having you know life was life was was stressing him out a bit so I think again and and this trip was um, kind of an impromptu like they just decided like I think he decided one day on his two hour drive home, like, yeah, fuck this. We're we're gonna I'm gonna take some time off work and we're gonna go just with the two of us, we're just gonna go drive and uh have a nice little trip.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I picture in my head him being like, Well, you know, I've never fucked a woman right next to Niagara Falls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the vibrations really are conducive to uh you know, you know, you know. And she's guaranteed to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> We've already yeah. got a gusher on our hands. Jesus, oh, <laughs> why not add to it? That's a few thousands of gushers, uh, gallons of gushing uh, every minute, I think, over the Falls mm. of Niagara. That's my
1: Betty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they didn't call her Betty Betty for nothing.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh. Barney and Betty drove up to every Niagara time falls. you say
2: that. I just think of the Flintstones. It's so hard.
0: I hate you so bad. <laughs> and just wait for Fred and Wilma to show up. Morning! <clears throat>
2: <laughs>
0: oh. So, they went up
1: to see Niagara Falls and also went through, uh, is Montreal, Quebec, Canada? Is Montreal in Quebec?
2: Uh, it's huh. in South Dakota. I
0: fucking hate you. Oh, man. We're, uh, Yeah. Apologies to anyone in Canada listening The Canucks, but, I'm yeah. sorry We love you We're ignorant So I believe Montreal is in Quebec though I think. Okay, I right. wanted to clarify Quebec so. Quebec. Quebec Yep
1: Yep <laughs> <laughs> Our
0: five listeners are going to be like
1: Fuck these motherfuckers Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so on our way back through It was late as night um, He wanted to get home So we could have some stink in the bed mm. And he wasn't stopping <laughs> He's like, man, I'm going to dine on me some, uh, I don't know. Anyways. (laughs)
2: Some
0: New England clam chowder. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Nice, Burton. That's my boy.
0: I think it's pronounced chowder. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So there weren't many cars on the road just south of Lancaster, New Hampshire, around the White Mountains. But he was looking out the window, you know, sort of like a dog. Seeing things go past.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: That's <laughs> sort of what I picture after listening to
0: everything. Um she got her head out the window <clears throat> with her tongue sticking out or That's probably the way I picture it, <laughs> she, but she, Barney's just like petting her, he's like, Oh, you good girl, you good girl. And they have their <laughs> and all the while her dog Delaney's up in the front seat, uh, you know, just yeah. seat buckled in belted in mm-hmm. and you know. This bitch is crazy. This bitch is nuts. Yeah, you sit in the back.
1: While Betty was looking out the, out the window, she noticed a bright point of light in the sky. And they seen it. It was right below, like, the bottom of the, the moon.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then it started traveling up to the western side of the moon in the sky.
0: Yep. I believe it, uh, it was a very clear night, and uh, yeah. the moon was a crescent roll, and uh, <laughs> I believe Jupiter was, was uh, also visible there. So it was kind of... Did
1: crescent roll, you fucking... Did I? Did I say that? Makes
0: that? Me,
2: that makes me so hungry. God,
0: I love crescent rolls. Uh, <laughs> I
2: love them so much. I haven't the, had I'll one. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, so they... Uh, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna go get some crescent rolls.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Bring me two or three. Oh, yeah. Hey, put some hot... Put some wainers in there, too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mmm, fuck. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're gonna need a
1: minute.
0: <laughs> mm. <coughs> uh, we literally, literally need a minute. So are we moving on past the? Are we moving on past the Moon and Jupiter? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Boys so, go
2: to Jupiter and girls go to Venus or something.
0: Yeah. Um, so while yeah. Barney navigated the nightfall in U.S. Route Three, Betty reasoned that she was, you know, simply seeing like a shooting star or, a, a, a whatever, but moving upwards like a plane or satellite. She also, I mean, I also read, I believe that, <clears throat> um, one of her first thought was maybe like, Oh, this might be a satellite. Um, you know, Sputnik had, uh, the space race between the Soviet union and the United States is in full swing. The Russians launched Sputnik two, I believe it was, Sputnik two, because fuck the first one And her father actually was f- Fairly like he was he was Super revved up about you know space And this and that she didn't have a, like a She had more of a passing fancy with it but Became pretty enthralled with it when she saw this Like oh shoot this might be a satellite Wait wouldn't it be weird If she
1: thought of penises when she seen uh, Something with the space and she's like Barney pull over we're gonna
0: fuck I mean you know <laughs> hey man they're on their honeymoon mm. <sighs> I think she was on a hair trigger Mm. But um she came like no
1: other so fast.
0: <laughs> yep. We're going to spend uh, an hour talking about Betty's uh, orgasms uh I mean, in in relation to everything we talk about here. And I mean Yeah, same. yeah anyway, you know. Yeah. That
2: light she seen could have been uh oh, <laughs> <on>, I am sorry. <laughs> so her um
0: vagina Vagina. (laughs) Yep, her vagina became suspicious of what it could be uh, when the object started to move in a more er erratic... um... Erotic. (laughs) It's erratic. I'm reading it right here, unless TJ can't spell, which... Uh. Uh, You know Anyway And it grew (laughs) 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 It moved So It moved in an erratic Erotic Manner And it grew grew. big And it grew bigger And brighter Um, (laughs) So at this point Betty was urging Barney to stop the car Because she wanted to Get a better look at it Because this thing Told (laughs) ya God damn (laughs) Uh, So They drove for a while Barney Barney uh, again, being the kind of rational-minded, he you know, no nonsense when it comes to stuff like that. You know, was like, yeah, it's a plane, it's a this, it's a that, whatever. And um, it wasn't until they stopped at a scenic picnic area off the side of the highway to let their dog take a piss or shit or something, just south of Twin Mountain, uh, and while stopping, uh, Betty took uh, Barney took the dog Delzy, the dachshund, the wiener dog, to take a piss. Worried about the presence of bears in the area, because they were in like you know the mountains, uh, forested area of New Hampshire. He uh, worried about bears. Barney retrieved a pistol he had concealed in the trunk of a car, but proceeded to let the dog micturate all over the <laughs> on the rug. On the rug. <laughs> <Yep. clears throat> uh, and,
1: uh,
0: yeah. Nice marmot. It ties the it ties the it really tied the picnic together. <laughs>
1: oh shoot. It's weird that he letting the dog piss he's like well i need this gun real quick for the for the five minutes we're gonna be out here who knows this this little shit well actually so i seen a picture of uh delcie that dog was fatter than shit <laughs> <laughs> they didn't feed at table scraps they put that motherfucker up on the table and let some bitch eat with him.
2: tj you would have brought a gun out too
0: He'd have had a shotgun on his shoulder walking around. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't have done it in that situation. Yeah,
0: Uh, We'll see. We'll see. Next time we're (laughs) in New Hampshire in the mountains, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
1: I may may put a big sign on my ass saying, please, anal probing allowed.
2: (laughs) From the Bears?
0: Yes. That's (laughs) not a way to do it. They don't like desperation, man. Listen don't want That's gonna be my tactic to
1: get him not to come to me. Yeah. Hey you don't want to get fucked by a bear.
0: No. Hey, That'll bear leave, fucker, it'll leave a mark. Attention, <laughs> <laughs> bear fucker. Do you need
2: assistance? <laughs> well, see, you can fuck a bear, but you don't want to get fucked by the bear. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta make sure that you know assert your dominance from the get go. Okay. Otherwise, it's gonna be a okay. shitty night. <laughs> 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 Pulled out I have a little scars bit too to
1: quick. <laughs> Both Betty and Barney initially thought the bitch was a uh, bitch up in the sky was a plane or satellite. Betty kept telling Barney that it wasn't a plane. She's like, this ain't no plane, honey. He's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> so Barney grabbed the binoculars that he took you know, when he was trying to peep in young women's windows <laughs> and <laughs> started looking through them. Um, oh. Barney began to think that his initial assessment was incorrect Barney reiterated with Betty that it was a plane. Barney and Betty got back in the vehicle and began to dro- drive off. Um, This is the part where I believe that Barney doesn't really believe what he's saying. He's just saying it to make himself feel better and also not to look like a pussy in front of his fairly new wife.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Barney did have a very grounded, I think, worldview and you know, I think it it would have taken a lot for him to acknowledge that this might be something otherworldly. Yeah. So Betty, of course, being curious. And I mean, she was persistently curious about this fucking thing the whole time and going forward as well. But then we'll get to that. Um, he
2: didn't beat her ass.
0: (laughs) Well, that's why they stopped, dude. He was beating
1: it definitely from behind when they stopped originally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. They drove off, and uh, Betty's all the while keeping an eye on the thing. And they drove for a while. Uh, Betty continuing to insist that this wasn't a plane or a train or an automobile, though I don't... I mean, I would hope it's not a train. (laughs) Barney kept driving. (laughs) Barney kept driving, but was also able to observe the craft and uh, stated that, you know, he started to think that this is uh, some kind of military helicopter that was that was that was taking time out of their night to fuck with the two of them, and uh, you know Barney thought that was kind of uh, poor in poor form, but you know again also second guessed what he was telling Betty uh, due to lack of any noise uh, coming from the craft as it um, fucked with them continuously.
1: So he didn't hear like any rotor noise or anything like that. Mm, yeah. Fuck. Oh, man, I don't know why that cracked me up when he said plane trains and automobiles. I think it's because I pictured John Candy yeah. floating above him.
0: Yeah. John, okay. John Candy comes out dressed as Barf from Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Barf. Barney continued to drive. With each
1: moment, he became you know, hastier and started speeding up. Barney told Betty that he was going to contact the Army or Air Force the following day to report the helicopter pilots that was fucking with them. So while they're driving, the the craft passed by them, flew in front of them, and is out of sight for a second. Then it came back into sight and it started zigzagging like a fucking crackhead in an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> then he demanded they stop again, <laughs> to which Big Balls Barney <laughs> stopped the fucking vehicle, pulled up his pants, readjusted his dick, made sure the Oh, the rubber bands were tying down the hog leg to the leg. Somebody was
2: probably driving for him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, at this time, the craft came into a field adjacent to the road and just started floating.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I believe, yeah, they, they halted right in the middle of the road. Right in the middle of the road, this thing was like... I think it was like 80 to 100 feet up in the air above them, and it was taking up. I think I think it said was at that height was taking up the entire view out of the window of their vehicle, out of their uh, what was that Chevy Bel Air. Yeah. Barney steps out of the vehicle with pistol and binoculars. He pockets the pistol and uh, grab, you know gets the binoculars ready because he's going to go do some peeping. <laughs> And he began to walk in the field toward the craft I mean, again, ballsy I think maybe partially part of it in the back of his mind He's, you know, Well, maybe not the back of his mind Maybe somewhere near the side He was thinking This is still some kind of a military craft And I'm going to go and fucking tell these motherfuckers To uh, leave me and my wife alone So we can get to, get to the banging
1: You know, shooting at the military always does good things for you Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, it's what you want So Barney looked up and observed, uh, well, yeah, so he approached the craft. The craft, I think, descended a little more, and then sort of, it kind of tilted towards him. Uh, He noted, like, uh, this line of windows across the thing. So he popped up his binoculars and checked out, you know, was taking a look at it, and um, noticed this group of, like, humanoid-like creatures in the window, all kind of looking back at him. Um, and it's like, he's staring at them and they're staring at him. I think one of the creatures was, had his hand kind of near his waist. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, one was jerking off. Maybe. Yeah. One of them was smiling at him. So I think he was jerking off. (laughs) Hey, Bobby, quit it. Quit jerking off. We've had enough of this. I think one of the aliens' name was Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) So it was reported that the windows of craft were fogged up slightly while the weird-looking creatures stared at him. So again, yeah, there there were some lurid acts happening behind the (laughs) craft windows there. As the creatures acknowledged him, uh, all but one scattered off and started, you know, the big, like, Wall behind him, pulling levers and reeling in <laughs> lines. And, and, uh, but the other, the one, the one, that ah! was, the one that was staring at him that just stayed there and kept watching him, longingly looking into Barney's eyes. Mm, Barney. And, uh, telepathically sort of was, uh, I guess, communicating with Barney.
1: Yeah. Before we move on, I just want to say, I picture this part being like, you know, Oh, shit. Like somebody walks in on you jerking it. And you put your pants away and you're like, oh, oh, definitely wasn't uh, doing that. I was,
0: I was uh, t- typing my novel.
2: Yep. <coughs> I told you not to disturb me while I was watching Cops. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's what I picture. They're like, oh, fuck, he's looking. Look busy, look busy. Barney realized that the shit was about to hit the fan. When he started to get some telepathic signals while the creature was staring longingly at him. And he was staring back, you know, with the, I'm going to fuck you in the ass eyes. Mm.
2: Do you think the alien was going, I love you, you (laughs) love me.
0: (laughs) He's like, I get it. My name is Barney. It's a fucking, like the fucking dinosaur.
2: (laughs) He's like, motherfuckers got jokes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the, I, and I don't know why I keep, when I read shit, I picture stuff in my head and I was imagining that he got, uh the fucking alien was telling Barney how he had some steak and shake and how he had
0: a real <laughs> craving for steak and shake. <laughs> I got a double steak burger up here and a shake, if you know what I mean.
1: I was planning on taking it back to Zarklob 5.
0: <laughs> Zarklob.
2: It's <laughs> my favorite so, planet.
1: <laughs> yep. So Barney stated that he felt compelled to continue to look through the binoculars. But he realized if he if he did <laughs> He would be ordering steak and shape For a cheap For a shipload of fucking aliens And Barney didn't have the money for that He was a fucking government worker Fuck
0: they barely had enough money for the trip <laughs> Did you say a shipload? Yeah uh. <laughs> Yeah that's what I was meaning to say
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright alright fine 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 I'll get y'all a combo meal But you ain't getting fucking onion rings Alright <laughs>
2: It's a good thing it wasn't today. There ain't no fucking dollar menu anymore. No. Like McDonald's, it costs like a thousand million dollars.
1: Well, that's why he's going to Steak and Shake. You don't want no, that shit. True.
2: I do love Steak and Shake.
1: Mm. So, Skylar, I wanted to ask you a little bit. Um, what are these? You were reading or you were talking about the humanoid figures that he's seen. Yeah. Did he describe what they
0: looked like? He, He described them. I mean, he described them moving like. I don't know the efficiency of like he said German officers, so fresh off World War Two, that was kind of uh, you know a, a, an easy an easy metaphor for that. But also uh, they lacked any discernible face facial features, um, and the creatures were wearing mm, shiny black uniforms <laughs> and uh, black caps with either like bills or uh, it said like cones on the caps.
2: Cones <laughs> like, like yeah. cone heads.
0: Yeah
1: So huh. uh, Are we sure he wasn't like a, This wasn't the band Devo It may have been <laughs> All of a sudden you start hearing a whip it <laughs> Blaring through the loudspeaker <laughs> Barney's We're, like What the fuck is this My we, ancestors heard this
0: We want to try <laughs> We want you to listen to our new song but,
1: huh. Barney's immediate <sighs> impression Was that he was about to be the star of the Taken trilogy Barney began to sprint back to the vehicle when Barney told Betty,
2: "Bitch, we gotta go."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs>
1: so, Betty got or Barney got in the vehicle. Betty got in the vehicle, and Barney sped off. Uh, the craft followed. It was approximately 180 feet above the Bel Air.
0: The Prince of Bel Air. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Will Smith was in the back too with Delzy.
2: He should have uh, went up there and slapped the fucking aliens. Then
0: <laughs> 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 I don't <laughs> Leave think my that. wife's name out your fucking mouth. Aliens. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the aliens made a GI Jane 2 joke. I don't, uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. What, don't what if that's
2: the word they were doing when they were looking at him?
0: <laughs> mm. See,
2: you got you a white woman,
0: motherfucker. Will, your wife is bald. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Jesus. So, right. So Barney had to force himself to run, return to the car, pack the pack the dog up, pack the woman up, and uh, hauled ass out of there. And um, as they're driving, speeding down the the highway, um, they you know he has Betty trying to keep an eye on the craft, and she's looking up, and it, there is no sky above them. The thing, the the craft, I'm led to believe was. Basically, keeping up right above them as they were speeding along the highway, and then the next thing they are notice uh, realize there there's, uh, there are these rhythmic, penetrating vibrations uh, mm-hmm. that began moving through their bodies, almost like a bass. Um, <laughs> Betty, Betty touched the door and. Mm-hmm. Um, Belt the door and was actually like expecting to feel like electric current running through it but all she felt was like the vibration of this uh you know bumping subwoofer that they had <laughs> in the back so
2: time- hang on real quick i gotta say something i didn't even mean to say my part that i said earlier whenever you were like barney told betty and you stopped i wasn't even paying attention i have it pulled up but i wouldn't even pay attention to that being the part where i was supposed to say anything i just said that
0: <laughs> there it was natural hey let's go with it uh, Sorry. Anyways, the car is rocking and shaking like they got the subwoofer in the back, listening to Dr. Dre before he went to medical school. <laughs> and um, I mean, it was nineteen sixty-one. I don't, you know. So um, it was just Mr. Mr. Dre. It was just Mr. <laughs> Dre. Yeah, <laughs> Sir Dre. Mr. Dre. Sir Dre. Medical student. <laughs> um, they began. Uh, uh, so at this point, mental state started to change. They're. Mine started to become dulled and uh, they became sort of entranced, probably due to the sick beats of Mr. Dre. <laughs> uh, then they, the, the next thing they heard was a series of boops and beeps, uh, similar to <laughs> the booting of AOL uh, in the 1990s. And then a voice came out from high and said, You've, you've got Bale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interject there. Yeah,
0: thanks. You fucked my bit.
1: Yeah,
2: way
0: to go, TJ. <laughs> oh. Just scrap this.
1: You paused yeah. and I was like, oh fuck. Yes,
0: for dramatic effect.
1: I was like my brain's like, maybe he's hopeling hopeling.
0: God damn it, can I speak? Hopeling. I will say that I was hopeling <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I had some uh. ace or some bass flowing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did you guys ever download porn on like <laughs> RottenCheese.com or whatever it was? Rotten so.
0: cheese? What? <laughs> what? That
2: was a, that was one of the websites so he could download. It was Rotten Cheese, I think. Is what wasn't there? It.
0: Wasn't there like a steak and? Are we te- sorry, now I'm now I'm steak done. and shake. Wasn't there a st- steak and shake? Uh, steak and shake in the in the early 90s was like a weird place. <laughs> uh <laughs> you could download porn apparently when you get your steak meal platter. No, wasn't there uh, it was like rotten.com but there was one called like steak and cheese or something like that. Maybe
2: that's what I was talking steak about. Steak and Rot- cheese.
0: Steak and cheese, not yeah. rotten cheese. There was yeah, porn yeah. on that. I just thought it was like pictures of guys with their junk snapped in mouse traps and shit like that.
2: Oh! It was, it was everything.
0: <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might, you want to wonder why anyone in our age group is all fucked up is because that's what we were looking at on the internet. Now- we'll Remember granted,
2: Faces of Death and all
0: that oh, shit, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah. and Skylar watched that a few times in, the yeah. college, remember? I, I think I watched that once, like, for three hours straight, and I didn't feel right for, like, a month. A uh, month might be, a month. about a week after, I did, just felt like I couldn't get clean.
1: I downloaded all three of them. It was weird. And me and you lived in the dorms. It was weird. And I would watch them, and I was like, hmm, some of it was fake. But the other, I'm like, man, that's actually the monkey brains.
0: Yep. Hey,
1: <laughs> <wait>. that monkey <laughs> didn't know what the fuck was happening.
0: Nope. <laughs> uh, fuck. After
1: hearing the sounds, Barney and Betty observe a giant, fiery orange orb close to the ground. Barney then shouted, oh, not again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barney then turned off of Route 3 and neither remembered what happened next. I could only assume that Barney observed the members of Devo you know, coming off of the ship and he sped off. I, I really don't think Barney was a big fan of Devo.
0: <laughs> it not sound like it, no. No, yeah, they the sort of I think the next thing they remember was they were getting in they were getting close to, close to Port's mouth and they, um, <laughs> at, at that point, they had lost two hours and had traveled 30 miles and didn't realize it. Yep. The first thing that
1: Barney remembers after the alleged abduction, Barney was in his car. The wiener dog was underneath the seat, scared shitless, <laughs> shaking like a motherfucker.
0: That's the thing you don't hear much about in this whole story is what happened to Delsey, but... Delzy was still alive when they, uh... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, Delzy.
1: But, you know, I guarantee it. That dog's shaking underneath that vehicle like, what the fuck is happening? Mm -hmm. They just left me for two hours. (laughs) The little fucker didn't want anything to do with the aliens. The couple were driving home when Betty said, do you believe in UFOs now? You know, gloating. (laughs) Barney said he still didn't believe in aliens. (laughs) Shut your (laughs) whore
2: mouth, bitch. (laughs)
1: But they felt really relaxed driving the rest of the way home. Upon arriving home, Betty and Barney gathered at the window and looked skyward. Barney stated, this is the most amazing thing that ever happened. They both then sat at the kitchen table and attempted to understand what actually had happened. They didn't say this, but I imagine that they felt as if they were stoned. Both Betty and Barney, they said that, like, they really had this relaxed sensation over them which is the only thing I could really equate it to was being stoned Mm. as fuck
0: Mm. stoned on that she was stoned on that Barney loving
1: Mm. Mm. it sounds more like she was stoned on alien we really
0: we really rocked the pillars of heaven didn't we tonight didn't we (laughs) I'm sure he was bragging if nothing
2: else he's like I fucked you so good you don't even remember the last two hours
0: you know what old Jack Burton says Mm -hmm. right <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Burton. Uh, Skyler
0: made a uh, <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China reference. That's playing tonight at the Artcraft Theater in Franklin. Dude, that's uh-huh. such a badass I movie. I know. I'm missing out. I love mm-hmm. that movie.
2: Well, Barney was Big Trouble and a Little Vagina.
0: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> good one. Nice. Uh, that's great.
2: Mm. <laughs> Jake, you should start that movie next. <laughs>
1: yeah. Little penis, big vagina.
2: <laughs> dun dun dun. This summer, he was told his whole life how tiny he was. <laughs> she was a vagina. And she was huge.
0: <laughs> Jake Hahn in <laughs> Big Dick Little Pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Together the possibilities are endless oh, yep. God. Uh, Anyways, okay. oh, it's your day job Sorry Jake, love you <laughs> Come
0: back to us
2: Come.
0: Um, back So upon arriving back to the house Betty and Barney both exhibited some kind of Kind of a rational behavior um, Betty had the inclination to, you know, she felt like they needed to leave their suitcases by the back door and not bring them into the main part of the house, due to fear. I think of like uh, radiation or contamination of some kind,
1: or she just wanted aliens to come back and pick her up.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, you she's know, like, this is
2: where I'm living, motherfuckers.
0: He had a good time on the craft, but she doesn't remember. It. But she knows she came back smiling.
2: <laughs> what if she remembers, but he doesn't? And so she doesn't want to say anything
0: because she doesn't want to make him mad.
1: No, no, no. That's not the case with him. That's definitely not the case. You'll find out later. Yeah.
0: Betty wanted to reach out to her family to tell them about it. She actually had a sister who had had similar experiences. And she felt like if there was one person in this world that she could talk to and explain this to and not be judged, you know, uh, horrendously for, it would have been her sister. Barney was just annoyed and wanted to forget about the whole thing which is so barney so betty contacted her sister who just happened to have a, a neighbor who was a physicist so she had her sister had betty contact him physicist but told betty to take a compass out to the vehicle and, and again to preface this too there so they went and looked at the car uh, after after they'd gotten home and in the back on the trunk where the rhythmic beeping 56k modem booting noise mm-hmm. was coming from there were these perfect circles that were like clean circles on the on the on the surface of the trunk of the car uh, the physicist suggested taking a compass out and holding them over parts of the car running the compass over the doors and the side panels the compass didn't do shit Over that She takes the compass Over the areas of the trunk With the shiny bare Places in the metal And the compass Just starts going <laughs> Spinning Like uh, The fucking exorcist Lay a Little girl's head You know just Linda Blair Linda Blair's head Just spinning uh, Minus the pea soup So she would You know hold it over that She'd move it over To another part It would stop Over to a You know a, a, An un Tarnished part of the car Or maybe it is tarnished I don't know uh, And uh, the 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 compass would return to normal And start acting normally So she was like Oh, okay mm. Yeah So she basically had uh, Barney come out And had him look at it And he didn't want to Have anything to do with it He still didn't want anything to do with it He's still just like uh, You know Concerned with checking out his dick And <laughs> taking a shower And going to bed
1: Yeah Nice Mm-hmm before Barney uh, examined his uh, giant hog <laughs> uh, Barney was going through some of his shit and he observed the toes of his good clown shoes <laughs> that he used for work apparently they were scratched up like fucking crazy towards your toes almost like you know uh, if somebody's knocked out and you've got somebody carrying you like dragging like two people on each side of the arm and they're yeah. dragging you forward
0: Yeah,
1: it's, it's the way the marks were on the toes Mm. Betty had a rip in her new dress that she couldn't account for.
0: (laughs) I think (laughs) I can account for that, or I know how to account for that. There was also a purple liquid substance on the
1: dress, which I believe in a parlance of today, we call that the old Monica Lewinsky trick.
0: Yep, yep. (laughs) Ruined her dress. Well, that was the other thing, too, about um, one of the things that they did. She just had, for whatever reason, she bagged up her dress and shoved it in the back of her closet, And, yeah, pulled it out at some point, noticed the rip in the hem, rip, I think, near the zipper as if, you know, something tried to unzip the dress and didn't exactly understand the complexities of a fucking zipper. Though, you know, fucking uh, advanced uh, race (laughs) of aliens, my ass.
1: Um, well, dude, they couldn't even fucking control where they
0: shot their jizz at. <laughs> but but also wear this purple liquid or, or I've heard it as like a pink powdery substance. Like the parts of the dress that had that uh, present on there, the the fabric was degrading, uh, was sort of degrading.
1: Well, yeah, it was like the stain. It was not necessarily staining, but almost like fading that area.
0: Right. Yeah. The, the, like the fabric. Mm-hmm. What, what I read was like the f- the, f- the fibers were like breaking down almost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Imagine what's going inside, going on inside her body. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's a little uh, Devo humanoid bukkake, I think, is what happened there. It's like the species.
2: It's like species, but yeah. reverse.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> on September twenty-first, <21st>, um, <laughs> at, at urging, I think I can't remember who. I
1: hate birds so bad. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> oh
0: fuck. <laughs> uh, so, Betty was urged to uh, report their sighting and their encounter to the local Air Force Base. Uh, so on September 21st, Betty telephoned the Pease Air Force Base near Portsmouth, I can't remember where, uh, where it actually is, but uh, to report the UFO encounter. You know, uh, didn't provide every detail of the incident just for fear of being labeled a nutso. Then reached out to the next day by a major Paul W. Henderson, he telephoned the hills for a more detailed interview and in henderson's report dated september 26 determined that the hills had prob- probably misidentified the planet <laughs> jupiter again kind of i feel like kind of hard to do based on their account which it's, it's weird it's weird when you read about the initial report and the interest henderson had in the case took down a lot of the information they talked about. And when they talked about the craft, he became very interested in some of the features of the craft. Um, when um, <clears throat> Barney encountered it in the field, as it kind of tilted toward him to sort of look down on him, <clears throat> there were these two wing-like structures with red lights on them that sort of protrude, like moved out from the outside of the craft. And that was one thing that became very like interested in. He's also, and I, I don't know if we're going to go into that before or later but also there was an anomaly on the rate on radar that had actually been accounted for somewhere around the same time as the alleged account from uh, the uh, abduction of Betty and Barney that was noted in the actual it was a, it was a supplemental like part of the report that mentioned that he stated this Henderson guy
1: <laughs> that they misidentified the fucking zigzagging <laughs> landing in the field as Jupiter?
0: Yeah. Mm. Jupiter was uh <clears throat> Jupiter was doing some weird shit that night.
1: Fucking active as shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've seen Jupiter it just kind of sits there.
1: Honey, Jupiter's landing in the adjacent field.
0: Well and don't look it at
1: kinda, it, honey.
2: It was probably in retrograde again. <laughs>
1: what the fuck? <laughs>
0: But yeah, so and again, they tried to explain away the anomaly on 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 radar as some sort of atmospheric condition or temperature inversion or something like that. Though, or again, the classic uh, I think the classic go-to for explaining away unexplainable aerial phenomenon, the old weather balloon trick. But hey, at least
1: it's not swamp gas.
0: Yeah, well. I don't know if swamp gas shows up as a large. Again, like in the, uh, I think the radar technician or the, the report from the, what they experienced on the radar, said that the the object was the size of a large aircraft. Damn. So I don't believe that, and I don't know about temperature. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a radar tech. Uh, but I don't think a weather balloon would show up the <laughs> same sort of mass as a large aircraft. So I, again it's it's funny to see the initial interest in their report and what they were saying and then how it was sort of downplayed in the actual official report especially when it got to the point where Henderson forwarded it on to Project Blue Book which was the US Air Force's UFO research project and what With they With yeah, Mr. Heinick. You kind of see it go from you kind of see it go from, I mean, again, like misrepresenting the, the facts of what they said and, and almost just throwing them all out the window and just going, eh, yeah, they, they're they fucking idiots and they thought they saw Jupiter zigzagging around in the sky.
1: <laughs> and that's not necessarily, the, I wouldn't say these people were stupid at all.
0: Um, no, no, I don't. Betty had... I, a, I, I, I'm not saying that. I, no, it, I know. I, I, know. I, I was just I saying just, like... Uh, you know, I th- love Betty, <clears throat> love Barney. Uh, I fucking love really the don't like Betty
1: after I've listened to the recordings. <laughs> but My she had an insatiable hunger for like the knowledge involving flying saucers and shit. Like, this bitch went dick deep.
0: Oh, yeah. She dove in. And <clears throat> dove in hard. Mm. Like,
1: like Barney in her asshole. <laughs>
0: that's what i say. I think I know yeah. how the hem on her dress got ripped, but that's another...
1: it was actually ripped at that one place when he bent (laughs) her over and they're watching the thing zigzagging (laughs) so within days of the encounter betty borrowed a book a ufo book from the local library called flying saucers conspiracy such a well-named book such a well-named book
0: i would say the name Uh, says it all
1: yep as the name implies it was about ufo cover-ups (laughs) And it also had stories in it revolving around the UFO cover-ups. It was written by a retired Marine Corps Major, Donald E. Kehoe. He was also the head of the... Wow. So, this is the first time I believe we've mentioned it. This guy was also the head of NICAP, the National Investigations Committee of Aerial Phenomenon. NICAP is a civilian UFO research group, which... We make fun of Coast to Coast, <laughs> rightly. But George Norrie, the infamous host of the show, was actually a member of
0: NICAP. And that's cool, too, because I did not know that. Yeah. I, I did not, I mean, I don't know a lot about Norrie's credentials or, <laughs> you know, whatnot. But now, I mean, that makes, I guess that makes more sense of how how he became the host after Art Bell. Dude, I'm wanting
1: to get in the MUFON. Yeah. Just so I can, like, somebody sees a big UFO, I can pull up, squeal my tires, like screech to stop, come out, you know, have my little pocket protector, sweatshirt, and is it MUFON?
0: Please move, sir. Is it just me? For some reason, when I hear MUFON, I feel like it's like an organization of people who dress in. <clears throat> like bear costumes and fuck each other not to go, not to not not to go back to bear fucking, but um you know I like, never thought of that I don't know why I just think of like you know people dressing up like muppets and uh you know performing uh, uh sexual devancies deviancies on each other,
1: so I imagine people with the body type of me <laughs> fat as shit, nerdy as fuck, you know they've got the voice that di- that sort of sounds like they've got you know, the penis has actually went into the reverse into their belly Mm -hmm. and their balls have retracted. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I want to do that. That's probably one of my big things is to apply and take the test. That way I can fucking swing my little dick around, you know. You seen the UFO? (laughs) 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 On September 26th, Betty wrote, A letter to Kehoe. Um, She told the full story, including the details about the humanoid figures that Barney had observed through the binoculars. She only wrote the story at that point to what she could remember.
0: And that was the first time they brought that detail up, right? They left that out of everything they told to um, uh, Major Henderson and any any of the uh, interviews. I guess, subsequent interviews from the Air Force the military yeah. since then? Yeah.
1: Betty wrote that she and Barney were considering hypnosis to help recall what happened. Her letter was eventually passed on to Walter N. Webb. This motherfucker... Mm. No, nah. I pictured him being super nerdy, like I said, you know, the mo- typical MUFON-like guy. Which I know that's a stereotype, but... Hmm. <clears throat> but... Walter and Webb was a Boston astronomer and also a NICAP member. On October 27th, Richard Hall, who was the secretary of NICAP, replied to Betty's letter, who was originally sent to Keyho. Richard stated that Walter Webb would be making contact with them regarding their report.
0: And Webb wasn't like he did. He had credentials. Like this oh, yeah. guy wasn't like a slouch in any way. He was like a legit um, astronomer. I mean, yeah.
1: Yes, so He wasn't your typical Like I was explaining like Mufon And what I pictured He wasn't your typical run of the mill He
0: he wasn't dressing up as uh, Oscar the Grouch And fucking a person dressed like Miss Piggy (laughs) (laughs) What? Mufon, I'm sorry No, again Mufon, I don't know what kind of porn are you watching, dude? <laughs> the best. I'm, I'm a bro. I'm, I've got something wrong with me. Mm, <laughs> I did that just for Burton, and he didn't catch it. <laughs>
1: mm, cookies.
2: Mm, get over here. Let's fuck Miss Piggy.
1: <laughs> I know how much Skylar loves that, too. I know, because
2: you think that, that Oscar the Grouch and Cookie Monster are the same person.
1: <laughs> I only think that now, just to fuck with you, you dick. Uh, so, Walter was a lecturer at the Charles Hayden Planetarium. He also headed the Massachusetts NICAP Unit One Subcommittee at Cambridge. He was also Cambridge. a former member. Yeah. He was also a former member of the Smithsonian Institute Satellite Tracking Program. Um, Walter N. Webb started a career in astronomy under the teachings of
0: Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Mm, The Hynek. I
2: thought you were going to say William Renfro.
0: The guy that came up with the Hynek maneuver.
1: So, uh, which at that time, uh, Hynek was at the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory Optical Satellite Tracking Program. Holy fuck. That's a
0: lot of words. That was huge. That's a lot of words.
1: From 1957 to 1958, Walter was a senior lecturer, assistant director, and operations manager for 32 fucking years at the Charles Hayden Planetarium in Boston. Mm. So this dude had, like, his resume is probably bigger than Burton's dick.
2: (laughs) Well, that's a pretty small resume.
1: (laughs) Pooped Monday.
2: Mm. It's widely known, but... Still, little in stature.
1: <laughs> Coke can.
0: <laughs> so, mm. uh, shit. Hynek was uh, was the astronomy consultant uh, of four. Count them four UFO investigation associations. Um, he's a member of MUFON and CUFOS. C O C U F O S, the Center for UFO Studies, created. Wait. Webb was, yeah. Webb, yeah. So he was the uh, Center for Alan UFO Heineck. Studies, which was created by J. Allen Hynek. Yeah. And uh, a UFO witness himself in 1951, he was the first investigator of the Betty and Barney Hill sighting. Um, he found out that among the noise of the UFO sightings re- uh, reports caused... <sighs> uh, sorry. Uh, he found out that among the noise of UFO sightings reports caused by commonplace phenomenon, there exists a core manifestation that are totally unique and found very strong circumstantial evidence that points to extraterrestrial visits as their cause. So, Walter uh, did interview both Barney and Betty several times, individually over the course of six hours. Fuck. Six hours, I mean, deep dive into uh, what happened to him that night. Um, Barney stated that Walter was a serious gentleman who appeared intelligent, which is good. He didn't well, think he was a fucking dummy. Barney thought initially
1: that he was going to come in there all goofy and weird as fuck. Right. And that's when he seen him, he was like, whoa, I wasn't really expecting that.
0: Yeah, know, again, Barney's uh, Barney thinks this whole thing's a crock of shit still. Yeah. I mean, he's still not on board yet. Walter interviewed both individuals relating re- interviewed both individuals by retreading over topics, so going back, asking the questions again, trying to trip them up, trying to find inconsistencies in their story. But every time they accounted things the exact same. And again, individually, they uh, accounted very similar incidences. So again, not uh, without very without any like deviation to, the, you know, I guess what what they say happened. Uh, Walter stated that both were really consistent in their statements, and minus a few small minor points, they both appeared to be telling the truth.
1: Which, if you think about it, and I do a fuck ton of interviewing with my job, deep below Earth's surface, (laughs) but like, you're never, even if it's like the truth as fuck, you're never gonna give get completely 100%
0: the same story no and it's a like a thing where it's like especially something with this uh, where you have you don't have any grounds in reality to base what you're seeing on your mind's probably gonna fill in the blanks a little bit Uh, and and, 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 and everyone's mind's a little different they're gonna fill in the blanks a little differently so I think maybe that's part of that Mm.
1: so that happened oh what was it they were interviewed by him Like, mid-October, correct? I believe so. So, that wasn't all. After he gave his report on it, probably about three or four weeks later, on November 25th, 1961, the Hills were interviewed again at length by two other NICAP members. This time, it was C.D. Jackson, and I couldn't find a fucking name for (laughs) C.D., So uh, Mr. Jackson and Robert E. Homan 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 oh Or during the interview With both Jackson and
0: Homan oh Homan <laughs> oh They had Come together with you Oh, sorry
1: <laughs> <laughs> Saber. <me. laughs> both Homan and Jackson Had questions for the hills You know, they needed to clarify a little bit The biggest problem that they observed and they went there, um, well, they didn't necessarily recognize it prior to, but when they went there, through all the discussion and shit, they sort of found out something. There was some possible missing time that happened.
0: Which is weird, yeah. And again, when it was brought up, the Hills hadn't like, it was kind of like an uh, epiphany to the Hills, Uh, uh, you know, which I don't completely see how they overlooked it because again like they were you know the uh, first sightings of the craft i think was around 10 to 11 somewhere between 10 and midnight um of the 19th the 20th of september they uh, and as they were driving you know at the last i guess the last when they saw the bright fiery orb in the ground you know they were expecting to roll into Portsmouth about, uh, <laughs> about 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 3 a.m and uh you know and as they were reaching the edges of the city limits the dawn was you know was coming up and when they actually made it to the house it was five in the morning so a drive that should have taken them uh four hours or so ended up taking about seven yeah so again like it uh, again probably in the in the haze of everything that happened um their mental state at the time they somehow overlooked ha- somehow overlooked that but they could offer no like they could offer no real expa- explanation to it they traveled 30 miles uh, and uh, a distance that should again should have taken them 2 to 3 hours and it, it took them 5
1: yeah so missing time is something that is an I know this because I'm a super fucking huge geek and have geeked out on aliens since... Aliens and UFOs since, like, third grade. Where I used to read pages to the class from alien, or UFO mm-hmm. books out of the library.
2: <laughs> <laughs> TJ got made fun of a lot in school. Somehow I'm not surprised.
1: But did I give a fuck? No, because I enjoyed it. All that matters. Uh, like I said, Missing Time is something that's frequent... And alien abduction cases, the abductees typically have large swaths of time that they can't account for, like Betty and Barney Hill, Travis Swalton's another one, yeah, where there were massive you know there was a massive part of missing time in his
0: story yeah, and again, this is like a lot of the a lot of what happens in this is like. What, what yeah i mean a lot of the things that happen and occur around this incident now have become sort of like just the the standard uh hap- happening surrounding ufo things but at the time this was like wildly new not not a lot of people had no nobody had heard or experienced anything similar to this
1: but even after that like say when it goes back to like Say Travis Walton, which happened I believe in the seventies. Yeah. Like nobody still heard about missing time and shit like yeah, that unless right. you you know right. read the Inquirer or shit like that. Right.
0: But what's widely known now at the time was not. This wasn't yeah. like they weren't they weren't like making up details out of the alien abduction playbook. You know, this was <laughs> they were right they were writing the playbook as it was going. Or, you know, they were drawing on stuff that now has become sort of commonplace in these Gup. sort of things. <laughs> what?
1: Gup, gup. Yep. He said playbook, and it reminded me uh, of our old uh, high school football coach who was an amazing Everybody
2: player. should be working as hard as David.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know that. David, good so guy.
1: My, uh, name was Coach Scalf, and he would always be like, uh, gup. Yeah.
0: Old Coach Scalf, yep. Gup. <laughs>
2: This, new, this dude named Brim one day was throwing up because he drank like 10 gallons of water. And we all got yelled at. And was, we, we were told that we needed to be working as hard as him. And I was like, he's just a dumbass.
1: <laughs> me and David had such a solid relationship throughout <laughs> senior year and junior year. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> me.
0: As Jackson writes, despite all their efforts, the Hills could recall almost nothing of the 35 miles between Indian Head and Ashland. Although Betty's recall was somewhat fuller than Barney's, both were able to recall an image of a fiery orb sitting on the ground. Uh, Betty and Barney reasoned that it must have been the <laughs> mo- must have been the moon. I mean, fuck, Jupiter's spinning around, flying around in the sky. Moon sitting on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, all shits, all shits breaking loose right now here in uh, in the mountains of New Hampshire. But Hammond and Jackson informed them. That the moon had set earlier in the evening.
1: Yep. That's a big ass moon. Yep.
0: That's no moon. <clears throat>
1: oh dude! It's a space nice station. one. <laughs> so during these interviews a the subject of hypnosis came up. Both ho oh, man and Jackson told the Hills <laughs> <laughs> the hypnosis could possibly unlock the missing memories. Barney was apprehensive, you know about the hypnosis, but he felt he might be able to help Betty put the rest, the nonsense, in quotation marks, about her dreams.
0: And, and Betty's dreams started, I think, what, it was shortly after, I think, oh.
1: Five days after.
0: Shortly. You know. Well, it was like after she had written to Kehoe. Yeah. I believe, yeah. So she started having these fairly vivid dreams that didn't, have any sort of significance to them I guess in order as we'll go on it'll uh, she'll sort of piece them together and make sense of them
1: yeah hey TJ she was riding that hold on she was riding that proverbial alien train uh-huh. <laughs> what per-
2: <laughs> what's your favorite planet mines the Sun <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: what the fuck's that from (laughs) Harry Carey oh god Uh, thank you Will Ferrell
2: you're welcome
1: (laughs) I love Will Ferrell that was such an awesome (laughs) Barney was apprehensive the whole way through this the dude was a black man
0: married to a white woman he was wanting...
1: Jungle fever!
0: Jeez. <laughs> I don't think there are any jungles in New Hampshire. I don't, I don't know what you're talking so, about.
1: But this motherfucker <laughs> was wanting as little attention as possible. He was tired of Betty talking
0: about giant
1: alien schlongs. <laughs> and the fun she had being gangbanged by three of them motherfuckers.
2: That's gotta be fucked up to be that dude slinging like an 11-inch wiener. And then somebody comes and trumps you in the dick department. Yeah. yeah, fucking elephant trunks down there. Oh
0: uh, <laughs> uh, goddamn! Just it.
2: spraying fucking purple jizz all over the place.
0: Purple
2: jizz. jizz- <laughs> That's what Prince wrote that song about. I yeah, guarantee it. Yeah. I bet he was abducted. I mean, look at that motherfucker.
0: It's fun. Yeah. It's it's fun going through this and realizing all the. Uh, you know, all the source material for the great songs that we've grown up with over the years.
1: It's sort of like <laughs> the source material
0: that came out of Kelly Hopkinsville. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. After the interviews were initially concluded, the Hills began to get a proverbial itch in their stink shed. <laughs> I'm just reading what's wrote here So you know Uh, They would make frequent drives up into the White Mountains In hopes of uh, conjuring up The old memories and try to find Try to pinpoint the location Where this whole incident Happened And were mostly unsuccessful In locating the site or where they found The fiery orb or moon Or battle (laughs) station Galactica (laughs) <laughs> in 1965, on Labor Day weekend, they were finally able to find the spot where it happened, where they believe this happened. Three years, four years after, uh, after the initial abduction. So,
1: at this time, Barney was still not wanting to discuss what happened, but he was just
0: humoring Betty. Barney is a stick in the fucking mud the whole time.
1: But, I mean, something that ultimately, when we... The next episode... Like you find out that this really fucking shook him to his core.
0: Oh yeah, I, thought, I mean he's gotta—you gotta imagine that somebody who has such strong, like, core beliefs um, that the world has got some kind of order and rationale to it, to have it turned on its head and fucked uh, forcibly. I am, if not, uh, you know... We call that rape. Yeah, I mean, he was, his his worldview was pretty much raped by the giant elephant schlong aliens that they encountered that night. Yeah, so... Not to, uh, you know, to put it poetically.
1: <laughs> so the Hills had their first private disclosure on November 23rd, 1962, to a guest speaker at their church. Like I said, these Unitarians are fucking... Not gonna say they're weird, but they're really fucking open. So at this Unitarian <laughs> church, the speaker was Captain Ben H. Sweat, love the last name mm. of the US Sweat. Air Force. Sweat. He had recently published a book on poetry,
0: which is really mm. weird. So playing in the sky. Sky is real high. I am Look. real high. Turkey baster. What?
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. <What? laughs> That was a reading of an excerpt of Captain Ben H. Sweat. I
1: thought
2: that was an original, an original poem. Hey, it was an original poem. I am.
1: He made that up, dude. Oh,
2: I felt like you were. I felt like you were on a stage with a spotlight, and you had one of those little berets on, and you were like surrounded by a bunch of super deep intellectuals, and you were snapping.
1: Yeah. Mm. The turkey baster was a dead giveaway, dude. It's Engines light like up. The dead
0: giveaway. Engines Dead light give- up just like my bong. Oh wait, it's a turkey baster. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. Uh
1: but yeah, this motherfucker was reading from a selection of poems. And like Sky I said,
0: rockets in sight. woo <laughs> afternoon <laughs> delight, <laughs> delight.
1: Afternoon delight. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, he was already there talking about poems, and the pastor was like, hey, we had Mothman and Bigfoot here. Let's get into something a little bit different. Let's jack this shit up. And so they had him talk about his personal interest in hypnosis, which I think that's a funny coincidence, considering that the Hills, you know, had been talking about this, yeah. considering it. Tossing the idea around.
0: There's a lot of coincidence that sort of drives... Uh, Betty and Barney to, I guess, into the li- into the limelight, so to speak. I mean, just yeah. the fact, you know, from Betty finding Nightcap, you know, in that in the book, uh, the library book she checked out, and having her, you know, prompting her to reach out to Kehoe, and then this here—it's like all of it seems sort of suspiciously coincidental.
1: Well, so. Before we carry on I wanted to say That the fact that She wrote to a dude An author A published author And that author Didn't ignore it And sent it somewhere else Was really fucking cool Yeah I mean All the naked pictures I sent to Stephen (laughs) King And Dean (laughs) Coots I don't think They gave three shits About me doing the bat wing In front of the camera (laughs) (laughs) They did comment On the brain
0: Yeah All of a sudden Mm. Stephen King comes out With a book about a I don't know the bat wing of Death in Derry. An interdimensional uh, creature with a, you know, dick like a button in a fur coat. <laughs> uh, that has a psychic hold over the uh, children of the small Maine town. Everything's in Maine. I think that's
1: the premise of It, isn't it?
0: Yeah, kind of. It is. <laughs> yeah, minus the little dick in a fur coat.
1: No, no, no. That's, that's in there. You just don't see it. He edited it out. That, that, that was right behind the part where the kids fucked each other.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
1: After the meeting, the Hills approached Captain Sweat. And they spoke to him about their strange encounter. Sweat was per- particularly interested in the missing time aspect. And again, you know, somebody else that was zoomed in on the missing time The Hills wanted Captain Sweat to hypnotize him. His response was, "Ah, fuck that shit." He said he wasn't qualified enough, Um, and that's where he, because Barney, by that point, was actually seeing a therapist. You know, trying to work through some of the issues.
0: Because he's like rife with anxiety and and the like physiological, like. Uh, effects of, of just, like, heavy stress and anxiety. Yeah. And, and Betty, too. But Barney, like, I think definitely had more, f- like, physiological, like, issues that were kind of stemming from that. I mean, we already talked about before the trip, you know, he was suffering from an ulcer, and it just, like, went downhill from there. And it goes downhill pretty far for him as he's trying to kind of work through his his shit.
1: Yeah. So, but his therapist was already working with him on – the concrete aspects Of his encounter So The fact that he was driving a car And shit like that you know So <clears throat> Captain Sweat encouraged him To talk to his therapist About finding somebody that could do some hypnosis On him
0: He's like yeah I can't Only thing I can do is make you do the chicken dance in front of a fair crowd uh, You know I, 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 got nothing. I got nothing I got
2: hypnotized once Yes.
0: And? <laughs> oh, I was waiting for
2: you to say something else.
1: I was <laughs> waiting
2: for you. Oh, at this place called Old Tucson. And uh, apparently, you're not supposed to drink before you do it. <laughs> so, um, it was kind of weird. I pretended that I was um, uh, the redheaded bitch from Titanic.
0: <clears throat>
2: Rose? Were you, Rose. Were
0: you, were you laying naked on the stage? Yeah, and then, the guy,
2: and then he, the hypnotist made everybody else leave, and oh. I got naked, <laughs> and Draw- then I woke up two hours later, and I had a stain oh, on my dress.
0: Missing time. Stains on dress. The only thing on you dress. can
1: remember is that you thought he was holding a whole 12-inch hoagie in his hand.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> Damn. And he kept telling me that I was a, a beautiful little French girl. It was weird. Draw me like one of your
0: French girls. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So nice. So before mm. I
1: tell you a story about my wife, okay. um, actually, no, fuck it. But yeah, that's pretty much where we leave off with this story. Um, <laughs> wait, you're going to leave us wait. hanging
0: like that? No. What the fuck? Uh, so
1: my wife went to Ball State, um, besides her being a goofy-ass motherfucker and lacking common sense in certain areas.
2: Hang on. Like, Does she listen to our podcast? No. No? I didn't think so. I just want to check.
1: I mean, I would say it anyways.
2: No, I don't care about that. I'm just, I was just curious. Anyway, sorry.
1: She listens to the first, ha- like, first 10 minutes and then fast-forwards it so we get credit for listening. Gotcha. <laughs> but she was hypnotized down at Ball State. And apparently it got really fucking crazy. They told her, like, a, she had. A, St. Bernard's, which is sort of unique that we ended up getting one, and that the St. Bernard's got out. Well, June took it upon herself to leave the stage and start going around campus yelling for her St. Bernard. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> she's like, I don't know if she remembers it or not, or if she was told this, but yeah, she's like, I was walking through campus screaming for my St. Bernard. And I couldn't find him. So apparently they got her back to the area and they took her out of the hypnosis. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm married to one of those people. <laughs>
0: one of those people.
1: <laughs> yeah. But no, that's uh, when I hear about hypnosis, I think of her doing that or the time I seen it in class, um, which I was telling Skylar. Um, about one of my professors, he went to, like, Quantico. He was uh, the chief of police in Boone County here in Indiana. And they sent him to Quantico to, like, do hypnosis training and all that shit, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Quantico being, like, where they trained the FBI and the CIA. Mm-hmm. And they he went through, I can't remember how long, but it was a pretty extensive training on it. And he had used it several times uh, When he was chief Uh, A few of the times And we got to read a report It was actually a part of an investigation Where they found somebody that You know Did something heinous But in class Heinous? Heinous Bad (laughs) (laughs) I meant Heinous could be bad But (laughs) So In class He had three people come up Or two people one of the guys he had speak like he was Martian. And how'd that go? Oh my fucking god, I was laughing so fucking hard that he had to tell me to be quiet. Because <laughs> 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 I'm sitting there laughing. My friends are laughing with me. And then you got a few people are like, oh my god, this is so weird. And I was just enjoying it. And uh, the guy spoke Martian, um, some weird fucking. Mm. <laughs> and. It, uh, he really enjoyed it. And then somebody else was talking about, uh, he hypnotized. Was that a fart, Burton? Uh, no, sorry. I was drinking water. I was like, man, we haven't heard a fucking fart this whole time.
2: Yeah, but sorry. No,
1: that's it's my okay. diet. Well, fuck that diet. If you gotta fart, you gotta fart, dude.
2: No, I'm saying I don't fart anymore.
1: Uh, that's what I'm saying. You need to fucking eat some beans, dude.
2: It's milk. I need to drink a glass of milk. Mm, jeans. Uh,
1: but the guy that he told that was on the beach, he was explaining the beach like I'm sitting there and, you know, enjoying the waves. They're coming up on my feet. Um, I I thought it was really fucking cool. I put, I mean, I'm skeptical of hypnosis. But from what I've seen and what I've heard, especially like with June, I mean, it's something that can be used. Dude.
2: It is really weird because you know what's going on, but everything that they say to do sounds like a good idea. I literally, on a fucking stage in front of hundreds of people I don't know, was like, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never
1: let go. So it's pretty much me and you in high school. You would tell me to do something and I would do yeah. it, thinking it was a good idea. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Burton? Yeah. Do you remember, this is Vindor? <laughs> Yep. Skylar, I dressed her up in underwear on the outside oh of my, my clothes. God. Yeah. And a cape and a mask on Used to and run I'm
0: around <laughs> scaring <laughs> people. You are like quail man. Yeah.
1: Basically. I have been to
0: You know, I, I, none of this shocks me. So I
1: climbed up in a small tree and these people drove in their golf cart below <laughs> us. And the guy goes, If you fucking jump out of this tree, I'm gonna shoot you where you're standing I go, <laughs> Oh.
0: You've told me this story. I think now this sounds familiar.
1: And then I went into a guy's house or uh-huh. his uh, uh-huh. camper while him and five other people were playing uh, cards.
2: Yeah, they <laughs> didn't <laughs> like that.
1: I walked in, got a drink from the fridge. Oh my god! And they stared at me.
2: <laughs>
1: I walked we were right fucking past idiots. Them, and See,
2: like, oh my god!
1: <laughs> it was a sprite because I remember I grabbed him like. Mm. <laughs> They
2: were like, what are you doing? He's like, I am Vendor. And
0: the guy
1: grabbed me by the back of the neck, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is assault. He's
0: like,
1: <laughs> "He's like, I'll beat your fucking ass. I'm like, you cannot beat Vendor. <laughs> I kept the act going all the way until he threw me onto the road. Then I squatted down, raised my arms up, and screamed, Vendor! Vendor! <laughs>
2: Oh, my Lord. See, I was just known for being naked all the time.
1: uh, (laughs) Later that night, getting my ass beat. Remember that part? Yep. I got my ass beat by people from Springs Valley. So that was a fun fucking night. And so besides me getting my ass beat, everybody thought the people that beat my ass were the people dressed up like Vendor screaming.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, they got the blame for that. I told my mom, and I'm sitting there cracking up because I had a fucking severe concussion from a 350-pound guy jumping on my head like as a trampoline.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I was in the hospital. And my mom's like, "Yeah, these guys apparently went out and just started a." Uh, you know harassing people you know going into people's
0: places getting food from
1: their (laughs) fridge and i go mom that was a coke
0: was it a sprite
1: or or a sprite i said "Mom, (laughs) that was a sprite and she's like how the fuck do you know and i'm like that was me
0: (laughs) that's why i'm here (laughs) (laughs) she started
1: laughing and and then she goes i'm really upset with you
0: yeah oh
1: (laughs) oh that was such a good fucking time dude God damn it! Uh, anyways, no. well, in closing, Skylar has a giant penis, and Burton—do uh, I? Damn! Well, Burton's even got a bigger penis since yeah, he's been losing uh, weight.
2: I wish. <laughs> I keep so, waiting for it.
1: Next week, uh, we may hear a little bit more back from Jake, um, and his—and uh, we may even have a clip. From Jake's upcoming Hollywood mm. porn sensation. Don't I, swallow that. It's not my jizz.
2: Don't <laughs> I, but the audio is like, ugh,
0: ugh, frogman, ugh. Ugh, uh, 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 pothole.
1: <laughs> that's what he says as he gets off.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a scum voice. <laughs> There's the pothole.
1: <laughs> Potholes!
2: <laughs>
0: He Uh, he took it upon himself to fill in the potholes in his own uh, special uh, manner. I'm going to dump jizz all over these potholes.
2: (laughs) I will fill them.
0: Oh, man. Beautiful.
2: Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on,
1: hang on. Nice. That sounds like a little tiny trumpet.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It sounded like it said Uh, Bert. and, uh, (laughs) And as you know, that sound means that the episode is coming to a close.
1: (laughs) Next week, we'll be discussing the second part of Betty and Barney Uh, Hill.
0: If you want to hear more about hypnosis, that will be yeah, we'll talk a lot about their regressive hypnosis therapy and uh, you know, the um, lengths that the two of uh, the couple went to to sort of uh, dig up the missing time and what happened to them.
1: So if you have an open mind or you just want to be fucking entertained, listen to that Um, (laughs) because I'm not going to lie both Betty and Barney their fucking recordings had some fucking parts in it that would make the hair stand up on the back of your dick
0: it's yeah it's uh my navel my (laughs) navel those eyes eyes I've never heard navel spoken with such (sighs) anyway we'll get to it (laughs) next time so. Oddly aroused right now. <laughs> oh, before I
1: forget, make sure you like us on the facebooks
0: and the gram, Instagram, that is, and mm. the quick clock TikTok, TikToks, TikTok, TikTok, mm. and of course, you know, like My us, space. give us five star reviews, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to us. Uh, shoot us a message, lunchpaleboys at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. Or let not. us know if you'd want
1: to fuck Jake or Burton. Mm. Um, <laughs> if you want to start in one of Jake's porns, it'd probably be the sequel. <laughs> you shot it in my butt, and now you're shooting into in my mouth.
2: <laughs> yeah, and if you want to learn how to be a supervillain, um, go ahead and email us and ask TJ about Vendor. <laughs> he can give you some tips. <laughs>
0: We'll be uh, doing a branch off series The uh, erotic adventures of Vendor And his quest f- to quench His thirst It starts off pussy. with me on the couch
1: Eating White Castle, scratching my
0: nuts <laughs> As uh You know, any great adventure Starts
1: but Thanks well, for listening guys I'm gonna go guys. masturbate
0: now <laughs>
1: We love you. I appreciate you. they appreciate you.
0: Yeah, I don't appreciate
1: mm-hmm. I All appreciate
0: 37 you. of you we love you. We, we love, love you, you long time.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>